This is a podcast by The Straits Times. The following podcast contains conversations on self-harm and suicide. Audience discretion is advised. Angela Lee is one of the most notable MMA fighters to fly the flag for Singapore. And in September, she bravely opened up about her own mental health struggles and how she coped with her sister and fellow MMA fighter Victoria Lee's death. Hi, I'm SD Sports reporter Deepan Raj Ganesan and this is Sports Talk. On this podcast, you'll hear from Angela on why she decided to speak up and why she's hoping for change. Angela, thank you for coming into the Stretch Time studio. Uh, first and foremost, you're back in Singapore, you know, after spending some time in Hawaii. Uh, how does it feel like to be back in Singapore and what are some of the first things that you did when you came back to Singapore? It feels great to be back in Singapore. It's really like a second home for me and I'm so happy to be back with my husband and my daughter and uh, she's two and a half now so we're looking forward to bringing her around. We got in last night and so I haven't gotten to do much yet but my husband and my daughter went to the Singapore Zoo this morning and so I'll be meeting up with them after this. Uh, what are some other plans that you have in mind for, for your daughter and with your husband in Singapore? Uh, we're definitely going to go check out some food and I think we're going to go to Gardens by the Bay tonight as well and then meet up with family, of course. Uh, you mentioned food. Are there any local food here in Singapore that you might miss when you're back in US? Yeah, there's a lot. I always love being back here. You can't beat the food, I think. But some of the things are like very simple or basic, just like a toast box <laughs> for breakfast, you know, and and um, Hokkien Mee and... Chicken rice. You mentioned those books. Are you a kopi or a tea kind of person? Both. I really love both. I, I'll order two. <laughs> Can't choose. Okay. Uh, you mentioned your daughter. I believe she's two now. And, uh, you know, how has motherhood been? You know, what kind of strength has that given you? It's been amazing. It's the funnest job in the world, but also the toughest job in the world. You know, it's a big responsibility knowing that I'm responsible or me, I'm half responsible, me and my husband, to, you know, raise her and teach her how to be a, a really great human being. But she's so special. She's honestly just such a bright light in our life and um, the cutest, cheekiest little two and a half year old. I can see the, the happiness when, when you talk about her and that's really nice to see. Uh, sticking close to family though, Adrian is doing well in, in, the, in the youth circles in MMA. What does the future hold for him? You know, What can we expect of him? Uh, the future is so bright for Adrian. He just recently won and defended his belt in an amateur MMA fight in uh, Hilo, Hawaii. And he's just so talented. I'm very, very, uh, very, very excited. Um, he's uh, 17 years old right now, so finishing off his senior year in high school. But I know whatever he chooses to do, which is, he's told me, is to fight. He's going to do really, really amazing at it. So I can't wait to support him through that. I'm sure uh, you've, you've told him this in private, but I'm sure there are many aspiring young athletes who are also looking to make that big jump, right? What would be your advice to a young fighter looking to make the big step? You know, of course, to be great at anything, you need a lot of dedication and you know, discipline and aspiration. But at the same time, I would tell them that even though this may seem like the most important thing in the world, and I'm sure it is to them at that moment, you know, just to keep in mind that it's just one portion of life. Life has so many other great things about it. And it's hard to say because for me, when I was that age and at that moment, 
becoming a world champion was the only thing I had on my mind. It was my number one goal. And you really do whatever it takes to get to the top. And, and I'm so glad for my journey and where it's led me today. But through it all, just, you know, make sure to enjoy, enjoy every part of it. And um, being a fighter, it's a, it's a crazy ride. Right, and just enjoy the ride is, is basically what you're saying as well. It's been close to a year since we last saw you in the ring. Fans around the world, I'm sure they miss seeing you in the ring. Do you miss being in the ring? And when might we be able to see you in the ring again? You know, being a fighter, I truly feel is, is the best job in the world. For me, since my last fight, you know, so many things have changed. And now I can say that there is something that tops being a fighter and it's being a mom, it's being a wife. You know, I've seen that there are so many, so many other aspects bigger than just fighting. And uh, yeah, so much of life has changed. But one thing is for sure that I'm, you know, very, very grateful for my journey with one championship in MMA and I love it. I still have so much love for it. Uh, Angela, it's been an important week, the past week for yourself. You decided to step forward and, and open up about uh, struggles in terms of mental health. What prompted this and why now? Fight Story, the nonprofit organization that I founded, was created because of my sister, Victoria Lee. And um, with this organization, we're hoping to create a, a safe community where you know fighters from all walks of life can come together and you know open up and, and share their stories because everybody has a story. Everybody's gone through something. One thing that we can all do better is have more kindness for one another, uh, more compassion because you never know what someone has gone through or is going through. Could you expand about, you know, fight story itself? You know, so how does it work? Is it a platform where people will be sharing stories? Uh, is it a website that people can read up about this? Yes, so we do have a website up at fightstory.org. And right now we're still in the very beginning phases, but we will be creating programs. We will have other ways to spread our mission through podcasts and videos and storytelling, but also creating programs where individuals can access this. Hopefully, you know, the goal is uh, worldwide to make this accessible to everybody and to just through all of this, you know, amplify the voices of individuals and also their loved ones of how we can be there for one another, talking about mental health and why it's so important in, um, you know, ending the stigma around it. A lot of what you had written about, you know, revolved around 2017. But I must ask, how are you feeling now? You know, are you feeling better? And how have you got to the process of feeling better? How am I feeling today? It's a mix of things. And I think that like anything in life, it ebbs and flows and there are good days and bad days and you know at one moment you can think that my mental health is good I have everything under control and the next day can can be tough again but I think the the main thing is that each day I continue to get up and move forward and I have so much more to fight for now which is my daughter and this organization. Uh, when you decided to, to speak up about it and I asked earlier you know what prompted it when you look back now to, to 2017, where you said you, know, you, you found it a struggle to speak up about it, what has changed that you know, now allows you to speak up? Because there will be plenty of people out there who might be in a similar situation where they are feeling something, but they don't really want to open up or know how to open up. What changed for you in terms of like, stepping out and talking about it? Honestly, what has been the biggest factor is, is time. I can look back and say that 
where I was at in 2017, 19 years old versus where I'm at now, 27, I wasn't able to open up and speak about what I was feeling with back then. I felt that I would be judged and, you know, misunderstood and that it would, I would look like weak. I think a lot of people, you know, choose to be silent because of that. It's so important because many times, you know, we don't want to burden others with how we're feeling. We don't want to worry them. But the people who you know, really love and care about you, they want you to open up. They want to know how they can help you. You know, it's really scary to take that first step. But if you never try, you never know. It's a lot better to, you know, fight this battle with others beside you. They give you strength. And I know because, you know, I have my husband, I have my circle and group of friends that I can lean on because we all need somebody. It's very difficult to, to walk this path in life alone. Lean on your friends, lean on your family. Give them that opportunity. When, when we talk about mental health struggles, I think for the average person, it's already hard to talk about it with their friends because you mentioned that, right, about this fear of looking weak. And in, in my opinion, at least, it's worse for an athlete or especially an MMA fighter because the, the sport is made around, you know, trying to be your best. Did that make it harder for you, the fact that you were an MMA athlete, you know, you didn't want to show a, a sign of weakness, not just to your opponents, but to anyone in the industry itself? And speaking to your fellow athletes, is that a common thing amongst uh, fighters? Definitely. You know, as fighters, we have to portray this image that we're the best in the world, we're, we're so strong, we're, we're on top of the world. And what I would say to fighters out there is that, yes, it's true, we have to do this image for our profession, but make sure that you give yourself an outlet to show how you really feel, to be who you really are. It's so important, whether that outlet be through friends or family or coach or through just journaling, getting those feelings out there, you can't keep it all bottled up for too long. You spoke about talking to people and journaling is another thing that you mentioned. Beyond that, are there other things that someone can do or did you do like seeking professional help or just, you know, other avenues? You know, what kind of other avenues did you seek to get better? So after my car crash in 2017, um, it was quite a process for me to get better and didn't happen overnight. It did really help that I, I shared my truth and what happened with my husband. But still, it was a long road ahead. And it was a lot of trial and error. I would do things that would seem very small and not so significant. But for me, it was things that made me happy. And every individual is different. And so you have to find that out for yourself and see what are ways that you can help to care for yourself that make you feel a little bit better. And that's some things are proven. Going out, getting some sunlight, going out for a walk, being in nature. It might sound silly, but making a cup of coffee or tea. I, I love my coffees and teas. And for me, just, you know, doing something good for yourself, you know, taking that hot shower or bath. And with time, I mean, for me, I, I have tried to seek help through therapy. And for me, it just wasn't a match. And I think that's okay. There are many different ways that you can care for yourself. Therapy is a great option for some people, 
but it may not work for other people. What's okay is that you find ways that work for you, but just keep trying because there will be some things that work, some things that don't work, but being consistent and each day you're giving your best to try to be okay. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. And now back to my conversation with MMA fighter Angela Lee. big part of MMA is the fact that, uh, not just MMA but sports in general, is that the media, the journalists, uh, people who watch the sport often think of athletes as almost like superheroes or, or people that are not actually one of us, right? Do you think a big part of creating Fight Story was to show to people that, you know, we too, we athletes are humans as well? 100%. Like I said earlier, Fight Story. We're all fighters. We all have our own battles to face. You know, not just inside of the cage, outside of the cage, people who are not combat sports athletes. And story. So we all have been through something. We've all struggled. But what unites us all is that we all have these emotions. We all have ups and downs. And that just makes us human. Accepting that and then coming together, others who can relate to you, you know, there's strength in that. Angela, what's been the reaction to your story? I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of athletes who read the story as well. Have you got a sense of whether you, you made the correct decision at the correct time based on what athletes have told you in, in, the, in the last week? So many people have come and opened up and shared that I'm going through this right now. Or, you know, I've gone through this or I know someone who's gone through this. And when I see that, it just validates that, yes, this is what we should be doing. And there is such a need for this. And Fight Story is going to be helping to fill that need. And the amount of messages that have been coming in is surprising, but also it's not. Because, you know, it just makes you realize, like, we're all going through something. And it's okay it's okay not to always be okay. When you look at MMA, I think a lot of people from the outside won't fully understand the rigors of the sport and what it takes to compete at the highest level. Is there anything that can change in terms of helping the athletes beyond you know, just talking about it? Is there any systematic changes that can be introduced or any support or help that can be introduced? Yes, I think that there are many things that can be done to help support the mental health of athletes and just individuals, but especially in, in the fight world. And it's hard because I think many things need to change in order for that individual to be helped and supported. Like I was saying earlier, um, you know, that traditional mindset of pushing hard and doing whatever it takes to win and to not show, you know, weakness is good and it's bad. But finding that balance in between is something that I hope we can share and shed some light on because we do want to see the next world champion. We do want to see people succeed and winning. But at the same time, we don't want them to do that with the sake of possibly hurting themselves in the process. So, you know, I think that bringing awareness to these individuals and fighters and athletes will help a lot, but also, you know, with the teams with the gyms and coaches, teammates, you know, hopefully pushing a healthier mindset that 
it's not when at all costs. You know, sometimes you have to put yourself first ahead of your sport because you're more than just a fighter or an athlete. You know, you're a human being and um, that life is so precious. Yeah, that's truly what matters most is, is taking care of your life and your health. You talked about the stresses of preparing for a fight. Are there other stresses that come in the sport of MMA and where do they come from? Is it more sometimes expectation of living up to your previous fight? or the fact that you're a champion and you've got to defend that title, or where does most of the stress from the sport come from? There are so many different factors. Definitely in the preparation, you have 8 to 12 weeks of just having this one thing on your mind and great to have that kind of focus, you know, but how we can use that stress or as motivation instead of something that can be detrimental and there's a fine line between that. And it's just, for example, for me, when I'm preparing for my fight, there's a million things going through my head. And yes, there's the stress and pressure that I need to win. I need to execute my game plan. I need to get this done. And I can let that worry me and stress me out and I can crumble or I can let that motivate me to say, yes, this is everything that you're doing you've prepared as well as you could, and now it's just time to go out there. You know, there's two ways to look at it, and your mind is, is so tricky sometimes, but literally, it's the hardest thing to do, but it's also very simple at the same time. And um, if you just try to look at the facts and say, look, I've put in the work, I've done all I could. You know, remember why you're doing this too. It's, we do it because we love it. We don't do it because it stresses us out. So just um, trying to shift that perspective and keeping a healthy mindset. It's very important. When you look at the future in terms of how Fight Story can change lives of athletes, you know, what is your main focus going to be? You know, is it going to extend to, you know, even sitting down with fellow athletes and trying to talk them through this and, and, and beyond? Yes, for Fight Story, you know, our three, I guess, values, unite, revolutionize, and champion. So we're trying to unite fighters from all walks of life for this important cause of mental health and wellness, revolutionizing the current methods that are in place and how can we make that better? How can we be more supportive and find things that actually work for people? And um, championing this cause of wellness, mental and physical wellness, they are tied together. And in, it's very much in a balance. So if one is out of balance, the other one is as well. It's trying to make sure we elevate both of them so that, you know, the world can see how important it is, you know, because mental health is something that affects every single one of us, something we can all relate to. We've, we all have ups and downs, being there for one another, supporting each other during those times it's crucial and uh, we can make the world a better place just uh, keeping that in mind, being kinder. Yeah, that's what we're hoping to do with Fight Story. Angela, I realize I've not said this yet, but uh, when I read the, the Players' Tribune piece, it somehow gave me strength as well, you know, reading the piece and seeing what you had to say. And I'm not even an athlete myself and I'm sure a lot of others feel that way as well. And in that particular piece, there's one thing that you mentioned that, you know, this is what your sister would have wanted. What did you mean by that in terms of like, has she ever told you about wanting to fight for a bigger cause? And is that something that you were interested in as well from a younger age? 
Victoria has always wanted to use her life to help others, to do good. And she, she did a lot. She would donate blood frequently. She would donate her hair. She wanted to start up a, a food drive. So I know that one of the things she's always wanted to do was find something she was good at, something she loved that would help others. And um, I know that's what we're doing with White Story and that's what I'm you know, doing my best to do as well. And uh, I know she would be proud. Uh, in my closing question, what would be your advice to fighters, sportsmen, athletes out there? I would say that you know, life is not easy. It's hard. It's tough. It gives you so many challenges. But, you know, each day if we can wake up and rise to the challenge and face that adversity, then that's winning, you know, because um, you're not alone. And I know that if you are in a, in a dark place right now and if you are hurting, just know that you're not alone. And um, I know what I have to do. It's, it's very important that this message be out there. But you know, I, I want to be real with people because, you know, I don't want to appear that I have it all together. I don't. It's still really hard for me, you know, each day. But, you know, I have my reasons to keep going, to keep fighting. And I hope that, that you guys can find your reasons too. Uh, Angela, it's been fantastic speaking to you. And if I may speak uh, on behalf of everybody who watches this, uh, athletes, non-athletes, is that I think everyone gets strength from the story that you're sharing, uh, from the message that you're trying to drive. And I think we all can feel better in the sense that we know that this is what life is. Like you said, there's the ebbs and flows, there's wins and losses. Uh, and we really appreciate you sharing your story and we have a lot to learn from you. Thank you so much for being great. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.